0: last of this before I jiggle ice around the entire episode. Erin is a self-proclaimed authenticity expert who stopped subscribing to the bullshit a long time ago. A two-time survivor of sexual violence,
1: she knows that in order to find true happiness, you've got to do some work on yourself for yourself. Jen has battled anorexia for 11 years with many ups and downs. She's currently working to find true recovery and sharing her journey along the way. Finding
0: authenticity is all about being true to ourselves without having to apologize for it. So
1: stay tuned for all the mental health, adulting, self-development, and day-to-day musings for us. And welcome to the Finding Authenticity Podcast with Erin and Jen.
0: Hello, and welcome back to the Finding Authenticity Podcast. You're on with Erin and Jen, back at it again for another week of good, authentic chit-chats about things. (laughs) Now I'm going to be more involved in the episodes. It's been a nice couple of quiet weeks. I hang out, listen to Jen, interject every so often. So today, we're going to be covering a fun little topic uh, that is called Stop People Pleasing. Because it's probably ruining your life if you are a notorious people pleaser and want to make everybody happy before yourself. Guess what? Your life's probably going to suck if you do that. Before we jump into it, we got to do our check-ins. Jennifer, what's up with you? Let me know how you're doing. I want to know.
1: Oh, hey. Ho. Hey. Ho. Hey. Ho. Very well. i honestly like i was just saying this before that i thought of things i wanted to mention in my check-in and now my brain's just like mm, yeah nothing but what have i been up to i've been applying to some jobs doing some art type stuff uh, i've been doing more music stuff Got oh, my guitar restrung so that's exciting yeah.
0: you really like rediscovering yourself I you're going through so a good Eat, pray, love moment.
1: Yeah, it's very nice. It's like I'm getting really in touch with my creative side and kind of feeling like myself again in ways that I haven't since I was basically in high school. Like, I still was in my eating disorder then, but I feel like I was kind of still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with myself, I guess. And in that sense, I was still more creatively inclined. Um, and then I went to university and... Just kind of got wrapped up in the school part of it and the social part of it, which I think was needed at the time. And then I found fitness and thought that that was like my saving grace. Plot twist: it was not. Yeah, I thought that was like my whole life. I thought that was what I was gonna do forever. But no, I don't think (laughs) I don't think it is what I'm gonna do forever. And I I actually like I almost sold my guitar last year. But my mom told me not to. So thank her for that because I was literally five seconds away from doing it. And now I'm really glad I still have it. So yeah, I don't know. Just rediscovering myself a little bit. Getting in touch with my creative side. Learning to enjoy moving my body for just what it is and not feeling obligated to do it. Yeah, I'm working on like creating a bit of a website to post more of my writing and my creative content and I'm kind of moving away from Instagram as a platform where I'm gonna share a lot of recovery focused stuff like obviously I'm still gonna share some of it because like that's just who I am but I'm making my account more of a personal account just because I feel like I was putting way too much pressure on myself to please every person who was gonna see what I posted
0: excellent foreshadowing to this episode just gotta say
1: really really well worded sentence I know (laughs) But, yeah, so I think it's honestly felt so nice the past couple days. Like, I haven't felt the need to be on Instagram constantly all the time. And it's nice, you know? And, like, who really cares? I mean, yeah, some people are really good at growing their brand on Instagram and growing a following and whatnot. But, I mean, ultimately, if it's causing you stress, like, is it really necessary? And I'm just going to use another platform where I find I can post more freely and authentically and be more comfortable doing that and people are able to go and see that if they want to but it's not necessarily like in your face on instagram
0: i think for you a huge part of it
1: is that like this will be like kind of like a fresh start
0: yeah you don't like you will have carried over a following over these years that like you've grown a fitness following yeah and now like you've done like your. A completely different profile than you were when you really started gaining all these followers. Yeah. So I think you've kind of always carried over that pressure um, to like please them and knowing like that's your main audience. So if you have people that follow you now that are interested in the kind of content that you're posting now that followed you from before, like they can actively choose to go and re-follow like your blog or whatever to you know continue to engage in that but you're not You know seeing those thousands of people on your profile being like oh my god like they're still following me like are they getting like what they want like all of those you know intrusive thoughts so I think that also is probably a huge weight off your shoulder more so than it just being Instagram like as a thing plus it's not like an app on your phone and if you want to just like scroll through Instagram then you can kind of disconnect from Instagram being like that stressful thing and then also being where you like to just look at of people
1: yeah and I think um, me and my recovery coach were talking about it too and saying like a lot of the times these days it's kind of like you meet someone and they're like oh what's your Instagram and yeah I'm, I'm pretty open about mental health and my story and that but sometimes you don't necessarily want that to be like the first thing someone sees about you right hey nice to meet you do you
0: wanna know how fucked up I am yeah <laughs>
1: or like look at this photo of me fucking crying like I mean I don't know like it's being authentic but also like I don't want you don't want that
0: to be your whole profile uh, yeah I don't
1: want that to be like the immediate thing that someone thinks about me there's
0: more to you than your eating disorder and your recovery from yeah. it and I think you're now in a place that you're really rediscovering that mm-hmm. um and I like I've seen that in you being your friend over the last couple of years like, I'm, I'm watching you become a version of yourself and obviously I was not there for a few years like in university and high school and stuff but who you were when I met you uh two
1: years ago almost three yeah i let's say two and a half lord it feels
0: like so much longer
1: in a good way in a good way i've really seen you
0: like come out of your shell so you're becoming an entirely different person i feel like you're breaking up with a toxic boyfriend of an eating disorder if you're in like a really really bad relationship you lose parts of yourself Mm -hmm. and then like when you break up you like rediscover them again so it's like you're having that experience you're it's like you're breaking up with your eating disorder and all of these other parts of you are coming back to the surface because like the eating disorder shoved them down so much because the only thing it wanted you to focus on was it, it was like fitness and eating healthy even when you thought it was like a hobby and a passion and you can just still enjoy a healthy active lifestyle without it you know encompassing your entire life and honestly it's not a healthy active lifestyle if it's encompassing your entire life activity and food is just one part of your existence not your entire existence so it's cool to watch you come through that though i can't say it was cool six months ago when i was worried for your life (laughs) but now that we're doing better it's fun (laughs) i like it i like to see you rediscover things you enjoy and become a happier person don't like being concerned that you're gonna have a heart attack (laughs) yeah no
1: that was not fun for anyone I don't think no 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 I
0: also have this theory this is random but I have this theory that you actually do like french fries and that your eating disorder has just told you you don't like french fries because like those are the epitome of like what you think of when you think of like fast unhealthy food so like I think you like french fries deep down salty potatoes come on man (laughs) delicious
1: (laughs) it's possible um that's like the thing with beef like I always said I didn't like beef but it was definitely an eating disorder thing and like I'm discovering that now um french fries I always like oh it can't be an eating disorder thing because even when I was like a little kid I didn't really like them that much but I think the fact that I avoid it avoid them as opposed to like not just dislike them does that you know what I mean so I don't know. But yeah, so we're testing the waters with a bunch of that stuff too and rediscovering some things. Like a good salty McDonald's french fry. Oh my god, it's so fucking
0: delicious. Oh my god, you're not. Listen, they're so good. Especially the, I think McDonald's french fries are probably my favorite. Really? Like, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they're the, best. <laughs> they're the best. They're so
1: salty. I don't love that though. I don't love salty things. Yeah, but like, that's what
0: french fries are meant to be. If I know. and it's salty, they're like. Yeah,
1: true. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough
0: about french fries. <laughs> so, One day in the near future, we'll go on a french fry adventure.
1: Okay. we'll give it a little tri- testy test. We'll
0: do a blind taste test.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned. So, yeah, how are you? I'm good. I think I
0: have reached a point in my life, at least in the current state, where I am pretty happy. Things are good. We had some stressful moments because my parents are trying to buy property to build a house on. And at first, I was like, absolutely the fuck not. How are you going to do that and not sell our house first? And where will we live while you build this house? I don't like this because um, pandemic means I have no income, which means I can't really move out in the near future. So had a few stressful days about that. But then my godson of a father, like hey I've noticed that you're getting extremely stressed out about these conversations what is it about it that bothers you and I was like well it's not the moving part though granted if anybody has ever I mean people have gone through this but anyone who listens has ever had like their childhood home sold like that's gonna be weird I'm not gonna love that experience I'm gonna be upset like I'm gonna miss it but it's not gonna like cause me extreme stress and anxiety so I was like I just like don't know where we're gonna live in the meantime because in my brain I was like it's a pandemic my mom just retired like there's less income in the family how like is there going to be a possibility that they can build this house without selling the house we currently have to fund it and then they told me their like financing plan and that they would just pay it off after they sold the house so that they can build it while we live here or like you know where I currently live and I'm like oh perfect plus the timeline of building the house is it won't be ready for a couple of years And it won't even start until, like, next fall. So that gave me a lot more comfort. And by the time I really have to face it, I'll probably be moved out anyway. So I calmed down. And there, that's the power of a conversation. That's a future episode. Stay tuned. Literally so happy that a boy from my high school that, like, I talked to in a friendly, appropriate way. I'd like to clear that up with the general audience. (laughs) Um, was like oh my god Erin you're glowing like you look so happy and I was like I've literally never been happier Mm. just like in general I think this is the first time in a long 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 time that I have both been very happy with myself and then also in a good relationship because I've been in good relationships in the past but I wasn't in And as good of a mental place sorry that sentence seemed very difficult to get out for some reason as I am like today as the person that exists so even though like despite the whole pandemic thing going on I'm sure if I was working and happy in my field I would be like even happier so hopefully things are just gonna get better from here once like that aspect of my life also gets better yeah like I've never been so like mentally well and then also in a healthy relationship so and like this is probably the best relationship I've ever been in because um, even the healthy ones in the past like they weren't like the right partner Like they weren't bad people like they were good people, but I don't think we were the right match So we got along had fun. It was very healthy care a lot about each other but definitely wasn't like the right person and I feel like I'm with a really good match right now and like it's just such a good relationship so being happy with who I am and then adding a happy healthy relationship on top of that I'm like wow life is so good every day and the world is reopening so I can go to the gym I can watch the leafs there's like I have some wedding work so there's things going on that I enjoy doing and I feel like I have a little bit more control over my life and when I don't have control is when I spiral so things are good things are blessed we like it. I'm jiving. I wish I had some more income.
1: Oh I my wish she did not say jiving. Uh, you know. Can't take it back. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I think also it's nice that like. Where we are. Like where we live. Things with the pandemic are. They're not great. Because it's a fucking pandemic. But like we're doing okay. You know in terms of like keeping it. Semi under control.
0: Yes, yeah, we're definitely. I think our, our part of the world, specifically our part of Ontario, is yeah. doing a good job. Things feel a little bit more normal, and I have to like keep reminding myself that like you know there's a pandemic going on, and hopefully other people are doing that as well. Because that's where you're gonna start running into trouble is when people are like, oh, things are better. Like I can do whatever I want, hang out with all my friends, and have big group gatherings and parties and stuff which to an extent like you can do that safely like obviously if i'm working weddings like there's a way to go about things that are safer they're not perfectly safe like obviously the spread of the virus would be gone if we all just stayed inside all the time but guess what that doesn't really work for a capitalist society because our economy needs to function i think of that tiktok song i keep hearing it's just like the pandemic isn't over just because you're over it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's like how i feel when like, I went to Niagara Falls the other day, and here's how I felt comfortable doing it. It was raining, so it was <laughs> empty. <laughs> and then when it started to get busy, we left. Because that's the logical thing to do. We ate outside, we saw the falls, all the indoor activities we did were masked up, and yeah. because it was a terrible day out, there was no one around. Yeah. So there was nobody inside the attractions. Like, you could very easily stay six feet away, if not more, and everyone was wearing a mask. And you know what? The local economy does need to keep going, and if we're in a good place right now and we take the precautions that are necessary, we should be doing some
1: things, yeah. because like that's how people's livelihoods like you and know? I think too, like, like we need to be safe, we need to be careful, and we need to like put those things into practice, like wear your mask, use your hand sanitizer. But we are human beings, and we need to live our lives to some semblance. We can't stay in our houses yeah. forever.
0: So. At the gym this morning i was working out with my mask on because i listen up everyone listening to this if you go to the gym and you are a young healthy person wear your mask while you're working out until like you can't because i don't feel comfortable doing it when i'm doing cardio or an extremely heavy lift when my breathing is like very heavy but the rest of my workout when i'm breathing like maybe a little harder but not like super hard I can work out with my mask super fine was it weird the first couple of times yes did I almost pass out no listen if you're capable I understand if you're older like that's completely different but if you're healthy and if you're one of those people that's going to the gym like five times a week and you're in like top physical fitness and you're not wearing your mask while you're working out you're not my friend (laughs) like put it on man I understand that you don't have to But you should. So that's my PSA. Shout out to all the people I see at Good Life who are wearing their mask for the majority of their workout. Shout out to you. We are homies. Again, if you can't, obviously, like, it can be difficult depending on what you're doing and your level of lung health. Yeah, your level of breathing. (laughs) Right, like, I don't want everybody to be doing it, but there's people that, like, like, the regulars that are definitely under 30 that are, like, in very good fitness i'm like okay like if you're able to like do all of these things with your body you're able to wear a mask while doing a lot of them get it together anyway that comes because i was working out and this man was oh my god i thought that was the story no that was an aside (laughs) because this part of the story made me very angry okay um so this man was walking behind me like passing me like whatever i was working out on a machine he had to was going to get sanitizer, and he just mask-free because whatever. You're allowed to not wearing mask in the gym. But then he just straight up coughed immediately behind me, and I was like,
1: "No!" <laughs> I saw your Snapchat. I forgot. And
0: I was like, "See, this is why." Okay, I don't think he was sick.
1: No, really not. But still, because you
0: know, like when you work out like really hard, like sometimes like your throat dries out from the way yeah. you're and You need to go like, a, you know, to like clear your. Throat. I think
1: like all of us have coughed at some point during the pandemic yes, with not being not, ill. Like it wasn't but, like a.
0: Like a huge like hacking yeah. fit. But just the fact that like he audibly coughed right behind me without a mask. Yeah. On, and I'm like this
1: is why he's like going to, to your shoulder. I mean I couldn't see him. So like
0: maybe he did. He right. was behind me. But like the fact that I could hear it and I knew he wasn't wearing a mask because right. like I saw him. So and he wasn't in the middle of working out. Like yeah. he was walking around to like go gather stuff or whatever. Which you should be wearing your mask when you're doing that. So I'm like, Sir yeah. This is
1: inappropriate. This is why we wear masks. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, see, that's I the most that. frustrating thing is that the people who are being idiots are like making it harder for everyone else to get out of this quicker. Some people are just fucking. Oh, I can't. I can't even get into it because I'll just. This fuck is This off. is
0: our new level of normal until, like, the foreseeable future. Yeah, until yeah. there's like, either God comes to fruition and goes, coronavirus will be no more, and like. I don't know what God does. I'm I'm imagining Thor, like, yeah, throwing his hammer magic. down, just being like, here you go, coronavirus over. Or we get, like, a vaccine, and then people aren't getting it. Yeah. We'll be Gucci then, but until then, like, it's such a highly contagious illness mm-hmm. with such, like, extreme different levels of how it can affect you. Like, you can either, like, well, you can be completely asymptomatic and not even know, or die. Yeah. <laughs> and then even then like if you don't you know get to the death part you can still have like terrible terrible illness that we're starting to see is having like longer lasting effects on people's lungs and hearts and blood streams as people have recovered for four or five months now because the first few cases obviously like february october would have been recovered for a while but if you got it really badly like that shit can have long lasting impacts on you so until we have like a real vaccine and people are actually vaccinated because that's going to take time for billions of people in the world. And this is a worldwide problem. So until then, like this is going to be our new normal of, you know, distancing and mask wearing, like maybe it will get a little bit better, but you know, it's not going to be, we ain't going to the club and getting drunk anytime soon and making out with strangers. Let's no. just put it that way. Our, our normal that we are used to, take a little while to come back. So I just want people to like get on board with it, you know? I've noticed when other people see me wearing my mask when they're working out, they're more likely to put their masks back on when they're around me. And I'm like, see, look at that. I'm a good example. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's my check-in. I'm Gucci. (laughs) 2020 really went in. I don't even, I can't even call it a whole 180. It's like I just like jumped through a world. It's also my allergy season, so I'm like icky. Not like i sick. Awesome. Yeah. Um, especially, like, after waking up from a nap, like. So
1: when you text me, you're like, I'm sick. Oh, I'm like, With S- one-directed infection,
0: I was like, <laughs> what the fuck, bitch? it's funny because i said that to you like as we were about to like go somewhere i, was, like, I know you pick me up. and then i'm like just kidding i, I, I know. know not even just kidding i'm like by the way i'm really sick imagine if i was like yeah let's go hang out in public around other people like at a store yeah granted i'd have a mask on but like but still, i'm just like i'm so sick and You're like what the hell i was like wait, what? and then i was like with one direction infection you are like i fucking hate you i'm like i had to that's so fucking funny <laughs> at least we can joke about it well I mean you have to with like your close friends see I wouldn't make that joke to a lot of people because it'd be like Aaron times are sensitive and I'm like I understand I know my audience (laughs) certain jokes are appropriate with close friends and then there are certain jokes like racist ones or ones about sexual assault or other people's mental illnesses that are not ever funny for anybody so don't do that but there are some jokes that you should only say to your friends just like Um, like at work, you don't make sex jokes because that's sexual harassment, but you can do that with your friends if that's the kind of friends that you have, you know, know your audience.
1: (laughs) This is very true.
0: This episode's going in many directions. I know. I haven't gotten to the topic yet. I know. Well, we're just having such a great check-in. We're like really on the ball today with our
1: conversation. Wow. Look at us. Oh, I know. Um, another thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start TikToking again.
0: I'm going to start doing that too.
1: But I'm going to post singing videos probably should i
0: also with... post singing videos? yeah
1: let's do it each other on tiktok <laughs> and just post singing video listen
0: jen can actually sing i erin and stanhope cannot so you don't want me to do that anyone mm-hmm. who thinks oh yeah what a good idea trust me not a good idea um you will only want to hear me sing when there's also music blasting so loud that you can't actually hear me sing because it's terrible (laughs) not good no bueno do not recommend for your ears so
1: but like some people on tiktok i'm like how do you have the time and the effort to put these videos together i just don't get it
0: especially the people that like don't have a shit ton of followers that are clearly just like like us and just like doing it kind of like, sort of for funsies. Yeah. Because there does get to a point where you start making money from it. Yeah, that's fair. I would put in a
1: lot of effort if I was making money. Yeah, because then you
0: have more time. Like, in a capitalist society, once you can start making money off of something, you can then incorporate it more into your day, week, life, because you turn a profit from it. But if it's something that you do, like, after you have to work a nine-to-five job, or two jobs, or whatever it is to, like, sustain yourself as a human being, you're going to have less time for that. And man, some of these things take a lot of fucking work
1: I don't know, when I first tried to make a TikTok I fucked up the first time So
0: We all gotta start from somewhere Who's yeah.
1: gatekeeping all of this TikTok information? Please put it on the internet Yeah, for real I don't know also just like ugh, you have to put on like you have to look presentable most of the time yeah fuck that yeah that's fair <laughs> that's just you that's just me
0: that's just you think it's a me that. thing you but... can do whatever you want because you're beautiful and presentable at all times fuck society's standards of beauty you're hot without makeup on and your hair in a bun so you can make a tiktok like that also there's a ton of people that make tiktoks at like any stage of Looking. One girl that I follow made some, like, right after she got her nose job. So she had, like, her nose job tapes and stuff. And she was still making TikToks. So don't tell me you can't make TikToks because you don't look good.
1: Okay, good to know. Maybe I'll just fucking fuck it up on TikTok.
0: It makes you more relatable and therefore more authentic. (laughs) Amazing. So I took a break from, like, my Instagram and everything. If you, you know, follow me on there and listen to this podcast, you'll notice that I've not posted since, um, a long time (laughs) (laughs) sorry to the people who have sent me dms that i didn't reply to for two months (laughs) but i needed a break i was really so at the start of this pandemic you may remember me saying that being productive was helping me stay sane and it 1000 percent was because the weather was shitty and everything was shut down so there was really nothing to do you and i weren't even hanging out like even at a social distance that's
1: that's so weird to think about now i know i can't believe we did that yeah so it was
0: definitely helping like staying productive and on top of things and that was still at the time when we didn't really know how long this was going to like last like we didn't fully grasp or weren't fully ready to accept how long this was going to go on for so staying productive was very good for me but then as the weather got better and then especially as I started dating my boyfriend I had other things that I could focus on and so like the added pressure of trying to like make work for myself when my industry was entirely shut down, super non-existent. And with my job situation having like just left jobs and like not really having a client base or anything really to pivot, it was far too stressful at a point when the weather was nice and I had other things I could be doing that I enjoyed. I was like, you know what? I'm in events. Summers without a lot of work are rare. I'm in a position of privilege. Like I live with my parents. I don't have to worry about expenses. They're both still you know gainfully employed my mom's retired but she was a teacher so she has a pension so they're fine like I'm not going to be homeless or starving so I didn't have to try and make work for myself when my industry didn't exist there was nothing like no real reason for me to try and force myself to be productive after like once it stopped benefiting me and when I accepted that I was like hey there's other things that are going on I'm going to read more for pleasure Uh, This podcast obviously continued going because I enjoy doing this. I will hang out with Jen, just relax and enjoy the outdoors because when the hell am I going to get to do that in the next few years of my life with the industry that I'm in? Probably not a lot. So I took the time off, but now that I'm kind of like getting back into that like work mindset, I have things that like I want to post about and I do genuinely care about having a good client base and I love the work that I do. So now that it's a little bit more available and my brain is just in that space because it was not. Like when everything was shut down, like it was not in that space. It was just kind of stressful. Um so now that we're in a better place and I'm doing some work and my brain can handle it, I want to be, you know, back on my branded bullshit and be talking about events and fundraising work and, you know, professional development and all that stuff because this podcast is kind of like separate from my main work like what i do professionally doesn't really have anything to do with the fact that i'm a survivor or mental health or whatever at least not yet definitely a dream of mine to like do public speaking and stuff but that's like a, a you know we'll cross that bridge later on in life and maybe i'll learn how to incorporate that into like my other instagram now i'm just thinking out loud welcome to aaron's ramblings about her life and career and how to make it all work um <laughs> But yeah, so I want to get back on that because it is important to me and I do enjoy doing it. And now I feel like the world and my brain are in more of a place where that's possible for me without it being stressful, but it's rather enjoyable again. And I think, honestly, listen up, that is going to be how we transition into people-pleasing because, listen up, if I cared too much about pleasing the people that follow and dm me um i'm still genuinely sorry to them that i did not reply to them for like a month and a half but it wasn't like business inquiries so it was just like conversation um what i knew was best for me was a break from that good for my mental health good for my physical health just better for me all around and so if i cared too much about keeping everybody happy kind of like you were talking about earlier Jen like you know you felt all that pressure on your Instagram to be posting consistently to like you know please the followers that you had and the other people that would be seeing it that it was you know no longer enjoyable for you because you were putting too much pressure on yourself that's exactly what I did not do <laughs> when it came to my like business Instagram granted I also have nope no numbers don't matter we're not going there I feel like i have just like opened like <laughs> i don't even know what i'm witnessing right now i I, a stream of consciousness like literally words are just like coming (laughs) out of five different personalities like (laughs) fighting with each other (laughs) so you know that like gag from i don't know a long time ago and it was like a jar of peanuts but you would open it and it was actually like a bunch of like slickies that would jump out and that's what i feel like my brain is like (laughs) right now during this podcast i feel like i just like opened a jar that i thought was gonna be one thing and then it's just like all of these thoughts now we're just talking about stuff Okay, listen up, homies, friends, listeners, people-pleasing is absolutely detrimental to your mental health and your happiness because you can be a good person and think of others without having to be a people-pleaser. You can help people out. It's really just knowing when to say no, and when to put yourself first. Because of course there's times where you're gonna have to not put yourself first. And like, if you are a new mother, but you still have to make time for yourself in there or else it's not going to be healthy long-term. Or, you know, when a friend really needs your help, you push whatever you have going on to the, like, to the side to like certain extents. Like I know there's been times where Jen's like, I've moved my whole day around so I can come help you and I'm like, God bless, I love you. Thank you so much. But there's also times where we're both having a rough day and we're like, hey, like let's set this boundary of I can't talk I'm sorry, I know you have stuff going on, but I'm also in like a really bad mental space right now and I can't make space for your bad mental space as well. I will come back and support you later. But if I was so concerned about people-pleasing, and, like, the stress of whether or not Jen liked me, which would just be, like, not, you know, a shitty friendship if I said I was also in a bad place and could not handle helping her that day, and she was like, fuck you, you're a terrible friend, you know, maybe we shouldn't be friends, (laughs) but, you know, it's that, it's that fine line of when to say no and when to put yourself first, because you definitely don't want to just be, like, a selfish person that never does anything for anybody else, but, You also need to take care of yourself because at the end of the day like your well-being is important and you're only going to be as you can only be so good if you're not well yourself like you can only be so good of a person if on the inside you're dying and you're not letting yourself take a break like people who say yes to absolutely everything you can't do that as much as you may want to like it's just not good for you you have to say no to people and sometimes you have to let people down and if they are good people in your life, they're gonna understand that, you know, and that's okay. That is good. I think of my poor, poor ex-boyfriend, who was terribly plagued by the people-pleasing. He never had time alone, and then I also apparently was just not one of those people he wanted to please, because everyone else came before me, but, you know, beside the fact, it's like he was constantly doing things for other people and when i was with him in large groups i would watch his friends walk all over him and just like get him to do things because they know he would say yes even though he did not want to and i'm just like this is why you should not have such a large 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 friend group because then you're having quantity over quality also when you stop trying to people please you'll realize who actually cares about you
1: (laughs) obviously like be a nice person and care about other people but Not to the extent that you're damaging yourself in order to please those other people. Something like I've struggled with a lot in my life is just trying to make everyone happy. But you literally cannot make everyone happy. Um, I still try to, (laughs) but we're working on it. And you have to recognize that your life is yours and you need to put yourself first in... A lot of situations not in a rude way but in a way that we were talking about this yesterday like you are the main character in your story and <gasps> yes. like you have to be the main character in your own story otherwise i don't really know how you'd live your life you know
0: yeah Like well, you can only give so much of yourself before you have nothing left to give like yeah you're not an unlimited resource yeah you you have a limit you need to refresh and recharge and everyone's limit is different and in amounts and in things that drain them. An example I thought of, like while you were talking, was before the world went to shit. My friends, my like little sorority friend group, were talking about going to Osiega and we were all going to go together. And for me, I don't like music festivals. I don't really enjoy super large crowds. Uh, that makes me very uncomfortable. I don't feel safe. And so, as much as like they wanted me to be there, um, and. They were definitely like kind of disappointed that I wouldn't have gone, but they were also like, We understand, and we want, like, we don't want you to put yourself in an uncomfortable position. And then ultimately, like, if I was freaking out the whole time, it would be fun for nobody. So, if I was so concerned about what they thought and about saying no, I would put myself in such an uncomfortable position and also ruin their time. Like, trying to people please my way throughout that rather than just being like, Hey, like, would love to come would probably be super fun if I did not have this dis- extreme discomfort in large crowds of drunk people. Ultimately, <laughs> I didn't go, right? So, I mean, nobody went because shaking got canceled. True. But I wouldn't have gone if it was still going on. And you know what? We still are friends to this day because they understand that I've been through some shit and therefore am not comfortable in some situations just like, they're uncomfortable with some other things, and they also know that I will say no to things if I don't have capacity for it that day. I also think you and I are really good at that, where we'll be like, hey, I'm not feeling so hot today, can we do this a different day? Like, there's definitely been, like, we've had scheduled recording days, and then one of us is having a shitty mental health day, and then rather than being like, no, too bad, suck it up, we're gonna record, we move it. And I'm sure one day in the future, that will mean we don't put out an episode that week. And that's okay, because as much as we love doing this podcast, sometimes we don't have the capacity for it. And rather than pressuring each other and ourselves to, you know, suffer for each other and for you guys, the listeners, you know, as much as, like, you may miss an episode that week, if that's something that we start doing long-term the podcast just isn't gonna continue because then we'll resent
1: it (laughs) so that's that yeah I think one thing that our friendship has taught me a lot or I guess just you in general is to be okay with just telling people the truth and whatever they react with is what they react with but you can't worry about what they're gonna think because if you just keep making up like stupid stories then you're never really being honest with yourself or with that person about the real reasons that you don't want to go to something or you don't feel comfortable and that's not going to be helpful in any sort of like friendship or relationship of any kind it's important to really check in with yourself and recognize that People aren't judging you as much as you think they are, and if they are, then you don't really want them in your life anyway. So that's like an overarching theme of this podcast. Yeah, um, the whole point of finding
0: authenticity is like finding who you are and just like being that person, which means like some of the not so great parts of yourself. Because we're all human; like nobody is perfect. So there are going to be moments when we're not great, but you can always try and handle those moments the best way you can. And a lot of the time, that means being honest with yourself and, like, with others. And if you're not, like, how good is that relationship? Like, whatever it is, whether it's a dating relationship, a friend relationship, a work relationship. Um, Obviously, like, there are, you you know, professional things that you have to consider. But one of the biggest things that, like, I've had to come to terms with as a professional person... That lives with ptsd and every single year january is the worst month of the year i have to go into that month knowing that i'm probably going to have more bad mental health days and i can't just not talk about that so it can be very uncomfortable to not people please like i know in a work environment i don't know how to not do my absolute best so it's really difficult for me to be like hey i need to take a step back for my mental health but having those conversations makes it so much easier. Like when I was working back at my corporate job, even though I did not love that job, I did love the people that I worked directly with. And when I had the conversation with my manager and then the director that saw over us being like, hey, I have this mental health thing and it gets extremely inflamed during the month of January. So I you know, just wanna have this conversation about what it will look like if I'm having more extremely anxious days and can't come into work. And because i was able to have that conversation and didn't just try and shove it down to please the employer or the people around me i was able to be accommodated and my director was like hey listen up if you're having those days just tell us that you're not able to come in if you're able to work from home cool if you need a complete day off also cool just let us know does not matter you do what's best for you and because of that that also just made the month so much less stressful Because if you're going through anxiety, but then you're also anxious about how it's impacting the other things in your life Because they don't know that's going on that makes your anxiety worse So I did have a few more work-from-home days But they weren't complete shutdown days because I was an absolute mess of a human It was just like I would be more comfortable not being around people today But I'm still in a place where I can work just like from my home in like comfy clothes in a blanket where if I need to take a break to cry for a little bit, I can. So those conversations strengthen your relationships and also it just makes your life so much easier, man. Like I don't I don't know another way to say that. Like I feel like we're being repetitive, but like when you remove yourself from the pressure and it's not easy, like obviously like this takes time and I've just been uh, years of practice. Like when I left high school, I realized that There was a lot of things that I enjoyed doing that I didn't do because I didn't want to be judged by my friend group and then I realized, oh, maybe these are not very good friends and then I found a sorority and I was like, hey, look, these are good friends and they support the things I want to do and have good conversations with me about mental health. Yay! So I've been in practice for like six years of, you know, not people pleasing and it doesn't happen right away Like it definitely takes trial and error.
1: I think it's very important to Recognize that if you are trying to please people and you are stifling yourself in that process, then that's not Living a good or authentic life Like you need to live your life for you as much as you can while also yes being considerate of others and being a kind human being You can't give everything to someone else because then you'll just like Aaron was saying you'll run out and it's like i always go back to the airplane comparison so like when the oxygen mask comes down you're supposed to put it on yourself before you put it on the person beside you because you can't help someone else if you're not meeting your own basic needs first so if you ain't breathing how are you supposed to help someone else breathe so it really is just trying to focus on living your truth and being who you are and i mean i worry about what people are gonna think of me all the fucking time like all the time but the more you challenge that and the more you try to just use opposite action and act against the way that your people pleasing is telling you to
0: your happiness is so important as a human being like like you're in control of your own destiny to a certain extent and this is one of the things that you have control over and yes it takes time because we're definitely i mean not all of us, I don't know who you are, but I feel like we're in great, it's like taught to us to please others. But you're allowed to put yourself first. And when you're happy, you're then going to help pass that happiness off to other people. When your cup is full, you can give more. When you allow space for yourself to rest and recharge and do things that you enjoy because you enjoy them and you take time away from things and in a professional environment, like say you're asked to do something and of course in work there is a certain obligation, but say you're like us and somebody messages us to speak on their podcast and maybe it's uh, maybe doesn't quite fit our branding or the time of year that they want to speak to one of us. We are extremely busy and don't have capacity to take anything else on. If we were in the people pleasing mindset we would say yes out of fear of disappointing this other person but then we would be stretching ourselves so thin and disappointing ourselves and likely a different aspect of our lives because again you only have so much to give so if you're giving everything something isn't gonna get it like there's like there's only so much of you like if you pour a liquid onto the ground if you empty a full cup onto the ground it will only spread so far before it has no more reach So if you think of yourself and you have things in your life That you want to make time for you have to have those boundaries something I've really appreciated about the relationship I'm in now is that he really values the things that I like doing and the time I make for myself like my early morning workouts Um, I've offered to like adjust them and change them to later in the day. He's like no you like doing them in the morning so You know you don't have to sleep over every single night if it's easier for you to go do those early morning workouts sleeping at your own house and I've been in other relationships where it's like no yeah just change it for me and you know sometimes of course like I do make time for him but then if I'm always making time for him and not for my own workouts like I'm then going to start stressing out and resenting this relationship because then I don't have time for myself. And I think I'm currently having an epiphany about how my last relationships have not been good because I have made so many sacrifices in the things that I enjoy doing and my stuff because I wanted to please my partner, which is good. And you do have to make compromise, but you aren't the only one making those compromises. Like it goes both ways. Like I still have time for him, and just because I'm not sleeping over doesn't mean I'm not hanging out with him. And, you know, having that quality time, but it also means that I'm still making that quality time for myself and doing something that I enjoy. And I prefer working out in the morning because that's how I start my day. I don't feel like I can start my day until I've worked out. So if I don't work out until like 2 p.m., odds are even if I come home from his place at like 10 30 in the morning, I'm not going to be productive until I've done my workout. So he gets that and he values that So it's things like that, like those boundaries that make the things in your life and your own life function better.
1: So I think moral of the story is basically don't sacrifice yourself to please others. You gotta
0: rest and recharge. You gotta recharge those batteries. You gotta and that's not just like a a once-in-a-while thing. Like that's like a how you structure your life thing. Wow,
1: being an adult is hard fucking sucks man
0: there's so many things that you have to figure out this is a total aside nobody teaches you how to be a person they just create you <laughs> and then i mean they kind of teach like yeah kind of like what parenting is but like once you're an adult you kind of still have to figure out so much
1: yeah i have always said that like the moment when you realize that adults never knew what was going on either is the moment you become an adult because you're like oh so All of us are just fucking lost.
0: We're all just pretending like and looking like we know what we're doing. And some people will know more things about certain things. Like us talking about people pleasing and how that's detrimental to your well-being and happiness. But then on the flip side, don't ask me how to do taxes because I don't know that. And that's probably something an adult should know something about. Or like how to change a tire or change the oil in my car. But I can definitely talk my ass off about how to organize your time and put yourself first so that you're a happy, healthy, functioning person that has good relationships with others and yourself. Other things, not so much. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's uh we we stay in our lane. <laughs> we do. And then when we get out of it, we have other people come on and talk to us about it because education is a continuous thing. It does not stop just because you leave formal education. Teaching yourself about yourself, other people, other things that are going on in the world. There's always room for improvement because things are always changing. Even if you think you've reached peak perfectness, something new is going to happen in the world. Literally this pandemic. <laughs> like, Literally. You could have thought you had your life absolutely perfectly figured out and there was nothing that you could do better. And then the world was like, lol, let's flip that upside down and now you have to refigure everything out and like how to operate as a human
1: being because that's a huge change so that is and bad. odds are there is something you need to work on like not to call you out but i'm calling you out yeah, like, like a... you're not perfect nobody is <laughs> like there's always something that we can be doing better
0: even in the things that we think we're good at yeah like sure. i think i'm good at my personal relationships but i also know i fuck up sometimes yeah, like and that's, that's human yeah you can fuck up but like you can fuck up to an extent that's still like manageable right like A whole part of like this like understanding who you are and how to do things and you know being an authentic person is like understanding that you're not perfect and there's ways to handle the fact that you're not perfect and that's continuous and like open conversation about feelings. And that's a whole other episode that we have in our fun little spreadsheet of episode topics. (laughs) So I'm not gonna dive into that too much. But moral of this episode, like Jen said, you're allowed to put yourself first. The end.
1: Mic drop. Don't people please. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect place to end it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It feels good to be chatting together again. As much as I did enjoy sharing my story as well. So I hope you guys had a wonderful week and don't forget to rate review subscribe all of those fun things and we will be back at you with a guest episode next week peace out (laughs) that's new